I'm so excited. This is actually our first episode ever of this podcast. I've really wanted to start a podcast for a really long time for many different reasons. Um, but I'm so glad this day is finally here. It is currently 11 p.m. <laughs> uh, I'm literally in my kitchen. I'm recording this in my kitchen. So you're going to probably hear all kinds of noises because I don't really have like a podcast room. This is this is the best I can do. Um, but yeah, like I said, my name is Morgan Beckman. I'm 24 years old. And I really want this podcast to be a creative outlet for me, but also just a safe place for everybody to ask me any questions that they want um, about my life about, you know, advice for their life or whatever, like, even though I'm probably not the best person to ask for for advice, but if you want to, I'll, you know, give it my best shot, um, but yeah, like, I just want to be honest, I don't really want to give, like, sugar-coated answers to stuff, just want to give, like, my initial reaction response to a question, um, so for this episode specifically, I, like a week or so ago, I asked, like I put like a thing on my Instagram, was like, hey, ask me a question that you want me to answer or whatever, and so these questions aren't anonymous, are not anonymous, but once you're hearing this podcast, you will be able to click a link, and you will be able to ask anonymous questions, and I will answer them as I record, so again, I've seen these questions. I haven't really, like, thought through any answers, though. I'm really trying to keep it super organic as possible. Um, but, yeah. So, but before we get into the questions, I do just want to share a little bit about myself. Um, like I said, I'm 24. I live in Alabama with my husband, Ty. He is um, incredible, most incredible guy ever. I'm definitely going to have him on this podcast at some point. Um, but, yeah, we've been married for a little over three years. And we do ministry together. We work at our local church here in Florence, Alabama. I don't feel like I have a southern accent, but I know I do. So just don't come at me, okay? Like, I know. I'm born and raised in the South. Like, I can't help it. It just is, you know, I am who I am. And I try to be grammatically correct, but that doesn't always happen either. So give me a break. Literally, just give me a break. That was kind of cringe. Um... But it's okay. So yeah, we uh, we do uh, ministry together. Specifically, we do youth ministry together. Um, I'm also a worship leader at my church. I love to sing, and um, yeah. So I just want to dive right in to the questions, and I want to answer those. And yeah, I'm I'm just excited to answer people's questions because, like I said, I love sharing my opinion. I love sharing what I think about stuff and I know like a lot of people are probably like rolling their eyes at that they're like we don't care what you think I'm like cool then this podcast is probably not for you but that's okay because there's a plethora of podcasts out there so first question why is it so hard to juggle living a godly life so yeah um it's a good question I feel like it's a question a lot of people have I feel like the word juggle, I would use probably, like, tension. Like, there's tension between living a godly life and, like, I guess not living a godly life. 
Um, I think for me, why it's hard is my thing is like, I don't want to come across like judgmental or like, I, um, think I know better than other people that I've got like everything figured out and like, they're the worst. Cause like, it's not how I feel towards like humanity. It's not how I feel towards even like people who aren't Christians. Um, so I'd say the tension is like being a light in the world, but not being of the world. Because when you're of the world, that's when you're probably falling into sin and you're, you know, being tempted. Because I feel like now, especially like everyone has an opinion about Christianity, about the church, about how we've handled ourselves. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, like we have not done a great job, like to this point. Um, because we're human and we're not perfect, but I think it's just been, you know, for the past decades, it's been a lot about truth, 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 but not enough grace. And I think that they have to be balanced for it to work. So again, I'm not saying like, we just need to like tell people like, you know, we don't need to lie to people or lie to ourselves about what the truth is or hide the truth because that's silly we don't want that but they're both powerful together um I think that was my refrigerator that was really loud I've never heard it make that noise before it's kind of crazy what noises you'll like hear when you're trying to record something because you're like oh my gosh it's so loud but like any other time I wouldn't I literally wouldn't have even heard it that's funny okay I digress um, so yeah, I think, I think that's, that's one of the main tensions is you don't want to be of the world and be influenced by the world, but you want to be a light of, in the world and you don't want to be viewed as like this crazy Christian. It's like whatever. But I feel like if we're, you're seeking after the Lord and you're, you're reading, you're reading your word because that's the solution. Like the Bible is the solution to a lot of these problems that we'd be like, we're so pressed about. And I say we, like I am too. So yeah, I think that's, that's why it's so hard. The next question is, what are ways that I could get closer with Christ? I think reading your Bible, praying, those are obvious answers. Those are the most important answers, like, like I just said, the Bible is the solution. The Bible is God breathed, like it is powerful. And yet we just kind of take it for granted. And I really struggle with that. Like I struggle with reading my Bible um, as well, just because um, I just make up excuses because I think it's okay. And then I'm like, wonder why I'm so sad all the time and anxious and feeling some type of way well it's because I'm literally ignoring the voice of God and honestly like that's just I'm ashamed to even admit that but it's the truth but we're getting better we're, we're growing and we're being held accountable and that's all that matters um so yeah like I think also listening to podcasts and music and you know different kind of creative outlets that that are spiritually based that can help you in your walk with Christ 
um, I think replacing some of the junk that we like load our brains with, replacing it with things that help us, that can um, inspire us, convict us, you know, whatever. So I think that's, that's like a really good way of getting closer to Christ. Another question someone asked is, what am I looking for in a mentor? You know, I feel like, I feel like I've never really had a mentor. Because, like, when I think mentor, I think, like, a long-term person that you go to for advice, you go to, like, that's going to help you grow. Like, I just don't really feel like I have that. Um, Not to say that I haven't had people help me along the way, because I definitely have. But, like... I don't have, like, someone I consider a mentor right now. And I definitely know I need that. So I need someone who's obviously has wisdom and walks in wisdom. Someone who, you know, has a strong relationship with the Lord. Someone who's honest, um, but also gracious and understanding and compassionate towards my specific situations and needs. Um... And someone who can give me practical steps, not just like, you just need to pray or you just need to trust. Because, yes, those things are important. And, yes, those things, like, should be done. But what are some practical ways to do that? Because your girl needs some help. So, again, not saying I haven't had help along the way because I definitely have. Um, but, yeah, I would say, like, those are a few things I'm looking for in a mentor. doesn't always have to be someone that's, like, older than me um but definitely someone that wants to help me because <laughs> I feel like it's just kind of been done wrong like oh you're a woman you're older so you're just gonna mentor but I think it's got to be something that you like feel passionate about you feel called to or else you're just wasting everybody's time you know so I don't know I don't even know if that answers that question but <laughs> I'm gonna move on Somebody else asked me, what is your biggest piece of marriage advice? <laughs> and uh, first of all, I, I truly, I love being married. I love, I love my husband. I don't always act like it, but I, I genuinely do love him. Um, and I'm very happy with him. I think, you know, the biggest piece of advice I could give is just, <sighs> everyone says it. And it's kind of annoying because, like, I hate being, like, another cliche. Like, it's honestly, like, if you know me, like, you know my personality. Like, I hate being, like, basic. But honestly, you have to communicate with your with your significant other, husband or wife, whatever. Like, you have to communicate with them because they're not going to know. Especially women out there, like, your husband does not know what you're thinking, does not know what you want. I promise. Like, you have to communicate. And, like, I thought this, and I know a lot of my friends have thought this, but, like, he should know. He should know what I want. Like, he's not going to know. Like, because the thing is, too, like, we have to put ourselves in, like, the other person's shoes. Like, okay, would I want to be held to that ridiculous standard of, like, being able to read minds? Like, I really wish I could read people's minds because that would be kind of lit, but also kind of, like, sad because then I'd really know the truth about how they feel about me, and I don't think I'm ready for that. But, like, they're not going to know. 
they're literally not gonna know unless you tell them so just tell them just literally tell them and then that way you can hold them accountable to it because if you don't tell them then it's like why why are you so mad like I don't even know I didn't even know you were mad about that I didn't even know you wanted that so yeah I think that's a thing and then also um yeah like over communicating and just being considerate of the person <laughs> like being considerate so like for me I struggle with like my words I speak before I think and if you know me you know that to be true and like with my relationship with Ty if we're in an argument a fight you know whatever I would just fly off the handle y'all like I would just say whatever I wanted to and I just gosh like it took me a long time to realize like the damage that I was doing to my marriage by by acting that way and talking that way to him, the person that I love, like the most important person in my life. I'm treating them that way all because I was not considering his feelings. I thought he can take it. He can handle it. I don't really even mean half of what I'm saying. I'm just saying it. That's so toxic. Like, oh my gosh, it was so toxic. And I'm not saying like I'm on the other side of that now, but I'm definitely kind of am and I'm very aware of it. And I do try to keep that like under control. Because if I'm considering their feelings and if I'm like asking the question, is this a loving thing to say or is this a hateful thing to say? Just taking that time before I speak is huge for me. Another question someone asked was, Tell us something people don't know about doing ministry full-time. Um, I think ministry is full-time no matter what. Like mentally it's full-time. Because you're dealing with people's lives. You're dealing with people going through stuff, whether it's good or bad. Like you're literally dealing with everything um, that they bring to you. And I guess dealing with is not, like, the best way to put it because it's a joy. It's an honor, like, to do it, truly. Like, it is. But, like, people's lives don't operate in a 9 to 5. So ministry is not going to operate in a 9 to 5. Like, the overall, like, idea of ministry. Obviously, there are aspects of it, office hours and, like, events and stuff like that that you can do that obviously have, like, a start and end. But the true like being involved in people's lives is a full-time gig um and there can be part-time positions in that and like I worked part-time for a couple years like at the same church that I'm at now and at the beginning of this year I went full-time and I'm not gonna lie guys like it's been really difficult um navigating it and I'm very grateful that I get to do what I do and I do believe I'm called to it so like it's not even me complaining about it it's just the truth like it has been difficult navigating the boundaries for myself because when I was part-time I remember like the people above me like saying like hey like when you're here and you're working you're clocked in but you have a certain amount of hours. So, like, you're not going to work over those hours because that's wrong, and you're not going to do that. 
and if you if we ask you to work over those hours so then we're obviously paying you overtime and all that stuff like you know everything super above the board you know like it should be um so yeah like those boundaries are more for me than for them because I operate out of this like life or death like situation like I'm literally not sitting here saying like oh my god I work so hard I'm just such an overachiever like oh my goodness like I'm just so good at my job like no it is this high functioning anxiety that makes me believe that if I don't do everything all the time then I'm gonna get fired I'm gonna disappoint someone I'm gonna you know make someone's life hard like whatever like that that's what goes through my mind it is the most unhealthy thing ever so that's what's been difficult with this because full-time you don't necessarily have those boundaries up I could work as much as I want to <laughs> like no one can really stop me like they can but you know what I mean <clears throat> so it's been hard for me that's something that I don't think a lot of people know about me or talk about um so yeah like I think that that's pretty difficult um I feel like there's other things I could talk about too with full-time ministry like there's so many joys and you know not that it's specifically about being full-time or part-time but like just even with our volunteers and like it's giving me such an appreciation for what they actually do like they literally work full-time jobs in the secular world and then they come and they volunteer their time with youth weekly and they go above and beyond because they care and they love these kids and like just seeing that is just so wonderful and um it's just giving me a really big appreciation for them and I just you know love our team and we would not do what we do without them we couldn't you know not to the level that we're doing it not you know giving these kids what they deserve so I think that that's a big a big thing the next question is um this is actually the last question it says how to trust in the Lord regarding my purpose feeling like I don't really have one and this question kind of like breaks my heart a little bit because I've been there like I know how you feel Uh, I do want to say first and foremost, though, like, you do have a purpose because we all have purpose on this earth. Um, We were literally created to bring God glory. Um, That is our purpose. But I know what you mean in the sense of, like, what do I do with my life? Because nothing is making sense. I'm looking around, like, everyone seems to, like, have it all together. Everyone seems to, like, have their career path down, like, but I just feel like nothing's clicking in my brain. And I know that's frustrating, And I'm really sorry you're going through that. And you're asking, you know, how to trust in the Lord through that. You know, I think it's trust is something that it is super hard to walk out because it requires so much faith. Um, But the good news is that when we let go of that control that we're holding on to that makes it, because it's the control that makes it so hard to trust. Because when we're, like, when we want the control, we can't trust someone else to take over that control. But it's crazy because God literally created us and 
he knows what's best for us. He literally knows like what he has purpose for us. So it's like when we let go of the reins, we let go of like the steering wheel of our life and we give it to God. That's when a lot of stuff starts coming together because that was his plan, you know, and it's not always overnight and it's not always like easy and like from the outside looking in like it's not always looking like oh goodness like God doesn't really look like God's working but he is like he works all things together for good like he's working in your life so I'd say practically like whatever area of your life that you're holding on to so tightly slowly try to let go of it and it's not like this one just moment it's every day like surrendering that to him walking it out every day taking it a day at a time like lord i trust you spending time with him spending time in his word because like i said like his word is the solution to every problem we could come up with but it's just taking the time to study his word and to to sit and let it speak to us that's super important um but yeah like you have a purpose on this earth and i know like that's kind of cliche like everyone always says that but it's true like I truly believe that everyone has a purpose and you don't have to sit and try to muster up something because as a Christ follower you can let go of that and let go of that control and give it to the Lord and it's not easy I am a class a control freak like you can ask anyone that knows me I have so I feel like I have to have such control over my life because if I, if I have control, then no one can hurt me. Then nothing can blindside me. Nothing can come in and strip away what I know is normal. Because that has happened to me in my life in multiple different situations. So over time, I've developed this like need to control everything. But it's the most toxic thing I could have ever done to myself. Because following Christ and needing control of your life do not go together it's not gonna happen like you you gotta choose one or the other and I promise you choosing the control at least for me like every time I I took the reins of my life I led myself to toxic situations toxic relationships um toxic mindsets and just bad decisions that ended up hurting me so much more than the maybe the fear of what could or couldn't happen when I just let God take control. So, you know, I hope that resonates with with everyone that's listening to this. Um, I've really loved these questions today. I think they're incredible questions, and I can't wait to answer more of your, your guys' questions. Like I said, there's going to be a link. Um, there's a link that you can click on and ask uh, questions anonymously. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to this podcast. Um, my goal is to post every Friday at noon um, around lunchtime. And uh, just to give yourself a break and maybe listen to something that can help you or something that can just take your mind off of your day a little bit. I've enjoyed this time with all of you and um, I can't wait for next week. So I will see you then.